Shalom everyone. Oh, how I have longed to make this video and to be here with you today to talk about Yeshua, to talk about Jesus. You know, many of you know that we, me and my wife, Christina, we just moved to uh, the state of Tennessee and we just got here now. We are, we still have some things in some boxes and, you know, if you've ever moved, especially to another state, you know, it's kind of crazy because, you know, I've moved from South Africa to the United States and now I've moved from uh, one state to another. And I will tell you that it's not too far off. It's almost as bad as moving to a different country because you need to get a new driver's license and you need to tell everyone about your new address and you need to. There's just so many things that go. Never mind the actual move itself. Right. And that's why they say that moving is one of the most stressful things that you could do, you know, uh, along with maybe something like a wedding, organizing a wedding or, or, um, you know, whatever there are, there are certain life events that are really times in our lives that can feel really burdensome. And that's what I want to talk a little bit about today, because, you know, I'll be honest, you know, this past few months and especially past two weeks, probably just leading up to where I am now, where we finally arrived here. It's been it's been quite hectic. You know, there's a lot of moving parts and there's always something that goes wrong. Right. And there's all of this. And, and it's so easy for us to start falling into the burdens and we feel like the, the walls are going to fall in on us these walls that seem to be creeping up all around us. And and you know what I have found is that while life has great burdens that will it will present for each of us, it's it's really all about how we approach it and see it in light of what scripture teaches. Because look, if you if you look at the pressures of life just day to day, you may be a, a wife wondering Am I doing enough to educate my children? Maybe I should spend an extra 10 minutes today. Maybe I should spend an extra hour today. Am I doing enough? Are they going to fall away from the faith if I don't put in this extra bit, right? Maybe you're a husband, maybe you're a breadwinner in your household. Maybe you feel like, you know, I need to be giving my 300% at all times of my job, whether I'm on call or not because I need that promotion because, well, I need that promotion for more money to take care of my family better, right? Um, maybe you just feel like, am I getting enough work done? Am I being a good enough husband to my wife, a good enough wife to my husband? And ultimately, when we start getting into this measurement thing, right, we we eventually start looking and we see, oh, we just I just failed it over here. And and then I then I look and oh, I just failed it again over there. And and oh, I just failed it again. And and eventually you start asking yourself the question. Am I even worthy? Am I even worth it? I mean, what we do is we start judging ourselves and our worth or value based off how well we have performed today or not. Well, let me just say this right off the bat. I'm so grateful that that's not how God judges me and how God judges you. 
Because if that was the case, then, well, none of us would be coming near him anytime soon. Our worth is not determined by how much good we do and how much we work. And God wants us to work hard and wants us to be the best parents and wife and husband that we can be. But ultimately, that's not what determines your worth. And here's the deal. This is what I want to ask you. Why do we feel burdened? What is it that causes us to feel really stressed, afraid, and and this weight that you know so well that I'm talking about right now? You feel that pressure because and I'm just going to let's just be honest here in this little corner for today. Let's just for a moment be very honest to ourselves. We feel this because of our unbelief. Because here's the deal. If I'm a breadwinner and I'm trying to work 300 percent of my job all the time because I need that promotion and I'm working myself into the ground to the point where I'm not even there for my family the way I'm supposed to anymore. The reason I'm doing that is because I believe that it's all up to me. I believe that it's up to me to get that promotion, to get the money on the table so we can buy food. But that's not true. If it was all up to you, you wouldn't be even having a job to begin with. If it was all up to you, your children will never turn out the way you desire because you and your own abilities, it's not possible for you to raise godly children out of your own. We can do our best at our job, our best at being parents, our best at everything. But if God does not is not there for your blind spot, and if you don't trust him in the corners of your life where you can't reach, and there are many of those corners, then those things will fall apart. And you see, when you start realizing that, yes, I can do my best, What is, you know, I can do my what is humanly possible and healthy and balanced in my life. And I then trust the rest to the Lord. I then trust, you know, I remember when I was in just this is just a simple story years ago when I was in high school and I started trying to keep the Sabbath day holy. And I remember that it was difficult to wrap my head around how I have a a big examination for a certain subject on the Monday that I didn't that that I'm I'm already struggling in this subject. Okay, I'm not doing well in it. But now that's that's Saturday before the Monday, I'm going to rest because the Bible tells me to. I'm not going to study and God's going to come through for me anyway. And I'm still and that's not going to be a disadvantage for me, you know, Wrapping my head around that was difficult the first time. I'll be honest with you. Until I saw my marks and I saw that I got better marks when I kept the Sabbath and I didn't study on that day and I actually rested the way that God told me to. I got better marks than I've ever had in that subject. It was amazing to me. But see, God doesn't work in how you think. You think that, oh, well, look, uh, the more I work, the better I get paid or the more I work with my kids, the better they're going to turn out. Well, if that's the case, anyone in the world should just work hard enough and all everyone's kids are going to turn out well. We have a great responsibility as parents and as employees and as everything we can be in life. 
but ultimately god is the one that is the ingredient that matters above all else most and you don't want to be the person who looks to god and even without knowing it grabs your job grabs your parent you, you being a parent grabs um whatever it is you you are in life out of his hands and you say don't worry i can deal with this i'll do it i'll be a good person you know what that does that's what causes great burden because now every aspect of how your children will act the rest of the of their lives is on your shoulders because you never trusted that to god you never you took it out of his hands and and every job promotion or demotion or every thing that ever happens to you at your work is now all on your shoulders because you never trusted any of that to his hands so there's this aspect there's two phases of this this first trusting god with many of these things many of our burdens yeshua said give your burdens unto me that's not optional that's not a choice that's not he's not he's not saying if you want to you must if you're a believer that's part of the deal it doesn't sound like a bad deal to me i don't know about you but that means that you have to get alone with him and you have to give that to him the second aspect of it is how we have to be there for one another you know moses he had a great burden the children of Israel was his very burden. He, in fact, said uh, the following, if I could read it to you in uh, Deuteronomy 1 verse 9. He says, at that time, I said to you, I'm not able to bear you by myself. The Lord your God has multiplied you and behold, you are today as numerous as the stars of heaven. May the Lord, the God of your fathers, make you a thousand times as many as you are and bless you as he has promised you. How can I bear by myself the weight and burden of you and your strife? So, you know, if you've ever read the book of Galatians, this will start sounding a little more familiar to you because what Moses is really talking about is bearing one another's burdens. You see, it was Moses alone bearing all the burdens of Israel and then God allowed him to have more people to come and help him lead help him hear the people's complaints and issues and in galatians 6 verse 2 the apostle paul writes bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of christ and this is so huge i don't know if you've ever thought about this right he he's saying bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of christ so if you don't bear one another's burdens, you don't fulfill the law of Christ. That's what he's getting at. Like, like it's actually impossible to be all that Yeshua was. And that's what we should desire, right? But it's impossible to be what he was without people around and us serving them, us bearing their burdens. I want to read on verse three. He says, for if anyone thinks he is something when he is, in fact, nothing, he deceives himself. You see, this is the problem with bearing burdens. We don't want to bear other people's burdens when we have pride. When we think of ourselves as more as we ought to. 
We think something like, I don't have time for that. They can help themselves. Um, we think very highly of ourselves and we don't then desire to hear or assist in the burdens of others. The irony, however, is that oftentimes it has been God's blessings, God's kindness upon our lives that has given us all we have. That job you have, that family you have, that everything you have is a gift from God. And if those things are what actually causes you to think of yourself as higher than someone else now, you are abusing the blessings God has given you because he's given it for you to share and to actually help and alleviating the burdens of others, not in so you can stand over their burdens, boasting about why you won't, you're too good to help. I'm sharing this because not only is it necessary to share in others' burdens to be more like Christ, but it's necessary so that we can Because when we look after others, we will have someone to look after us. We have to be part of a a group. There has to be people around us. God, you see, Yeshua could never be who he was if he was alone and he never came into anyone's presence who was a... He could have stayed in that wilderness forever, right? He could have, when he went uh, and, and, and he... He fasted, right? And he prayed and he saw the father's face. He could have been there forever, his whole life, just seeking God, seeking God. And and he and that would have been great, except he would have never it would have in some ways been pointless because one of the main reasons we seek to be closer to God is so that we can serve and love others better. So he his whole ministry was Yes, he separated himself. He was alone for a while. But the purpose of it was to go into the world and be a light. Because after that, his ministry exploded as he continued preaching and reaching individuals and groups alike. And that's where God wants us. He wants us in the midst of people. Find people who have burdens. Because in sharing in the burdens of others, your own burdens will become lighter as well. And you may say, how is that possible? Because it sounds like taking on the burdens of others makes your own burdens worse. And I understand how you can think that. But God's kingdom is upside down. Think about Yeshua. Can you imagine? I mean, the whole world's burdens on his shoulders. Just think about that. Like he's on the cross. He's there and everyone had everyone's sins are placed upon his shoulders. That was a heavy thing to bear. But yet I want to submit to you that today he is, can I, if I may, he is lighter than he's ever been. It is necessary for us to bear the burdens of others in order for us to minister freedom to them because burdens They're not really something we would describe as freedom, right? And so we provide freedom to them. And then in that process, we ourselves experience freedom because it is by the Holy Spirit that the bondages and burdens is lifted from the shoulders of others. And it is when the Holy Spirit works through us that our burdens are lifted as well. But it it is in our loving of of another person that we experience the love of God in our life.
and the freedom that comes with it. I remember when I started loving people other than, you know, not just myself, not just being inwardly focused, but loving other people that I experienced great freedom on my own life as well, because it's like you're a pipe. And if 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 God flows through you, he's going to change you just as much, if not more than the person that he is flowing towards. In Galatians 6 verse 4, we read on and he says, but let each one test his own work and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor, for each will have to bear his own load. You see, when we are inwardly focused, when we are simply continuously looking to our own works and what we've done and and we're just looking at ourselves, we will find ourselves boasting in ourselves. We will find ourselves being obsessed with ourselves and then we won't be boasting. We won't be looking. Uh, we, we won't be boasting in others. We won't be looking to others, looking to help others, looking to lift the weight from others. And that's the danger that we face. So how do we defix this? Luke 631. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them, Right. So if you would like others to be there for you in your time of burden, be there for them in their time of burden. And so I want to read to you the story in in Deuteronomy 1 verse 25, reading on here. Um, Another example is the spies. Because see, God allowed Moses to send these spies out in the land to send to look to to test this promised land, whether it's really as good as God has promised, right? Kind of thing. And is it really flying of milk and honey? And, you know, they go go forth and they test it out. They look and they see, wow, there is it is amazing. And it says in Deuteronomy 125, when they took in their hands some of the fruit of the land and brought it down to us and brought us word again and said, it is a good land that the Lord is giving us. And then he said, yet you would not go up. But you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. And you murmured in your tents and said, because the Lord hated us, he's brought us out of the land of Egypt to give us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. And there was a great consequence. God, that whole generation will not be able to then go into that land that God um, said that he would have given them. And only the next generation was able to go. But see, it's interesting what happened because these people, they didn't trust God. They were afraid for their children. They thought that their children would die. And then yet now when God told them, OK, fine, you're not going to inherit the land. Um, your children will inherit it, though. Then they said, oh, no, you know what? OK, we'll go. Right. And then they, they go ahead and God tells him, no, I'm not with you. You had your chance. You didn't believe me. Now you're going on your own accord. I am not with you. Don't go. And they go anyway. And many die. You know what's happening here? Is they're trying to do it all alone. They're trying to bear the burden alone all over again. Because here you have Israel. They're faced with these giants in the land ahead of them. This is a great burden to bear, let's be honest. And what do they do? They go ahead and they say, well, you know what? We can't 
do it. So they believe that we have to carry all of the burden of these of overcoming these giants. And so we can't bear that burden. And they certainly don't trust that God will be bearing any of it. And so then they don't go. And then when God tells them, well, then you're not inheriting the land, then they say, okay, no, we will go. And then they try and pair the burden alone again without God. Both cases, both their decisions are basically, God, we don't want you involved in our burdens. We want to bear it alone. We want to do it alone. We can do it alone. We are strong or we're not strong, but we want to do it alone. No matter what, we want to do it alone. There's something about the human condition that we don't want to let God have it. We don't want to trust him with it, especially when it comes to our children, especially when it comes to things that we cherish, things that we feel like it, we really need to grip on. We really need to control. And even if it's hard to control, we need to be the ones to control it. But see, that's not how this works. You want to follow Yeshua. He is saying, I must be the one that bears your burdens. I will fight for you. I will take care of your children. I will give you that promotion at the right time. I will open the doors and I will close the doors. And sometimes closing doors is just as important. I will do all things. You see, we have to trust him with all things in our lives, especially the things we don't see, don't have control of, because I've noticed that the more I try and have a grip on something in my life, it's almost like the more God allows things to go wrong until I decide to go like, God, I give up. <laughs> you know, Lord, I, I've tried and I realized that I've been trying to do this and now I just I just give up. I just and I love it because it drives me to the place where I, I, I I'm in such a place of despair sometimes where I realize that if God does not come through for this thing right now in front of me, there things are just going to go terribly wrong. And I and I know that that's a hard place to be, but I love it because even though it, you can argue and say that sounds like a burden in this place to be, I can tell you that's a place of freedom because that's the moment that I have said, God, I give up. God, I surrender, Lord, you know, surrendering your children to God is one of the most freeing things you can do. Surrendering whatever in your life is just freedom. It's the opposite of a burden. A burden is that which you carry, which you aren't supposed to carry, which God is supposed to carry. I want to give you one more example. Uh, Jacob, you know, how he wrestled with God. Uh, Genesis chapter 32. You know, Jacob and Esau at this point is basically on the way. And so Jacob has been given this promise to him by God that he is going to be, you know, God came and made the promise to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob that they're going to have this multitude of offspring as many as the stars in the heavens. Right. So there's a promise here of God. And Jacob is now. He's got all this in the back of his mind that he has this very important promise that he wants to have fulfilled. His children is that offspring and their children, their children, their children is that very important offspring for God. 
And now he sees Esau coming and he is afraid that Esau, who is angry, he thinks is really angry with him, is going to kill him and even his children. Nullifying the promise of God. Esau may do this. And what are we going to do? Right, That Jacob is afraid. And, and Jacob, it's so funny in the story because, you know, as uh, he tells all his kinsmen and all the other people who are traveling with him, right, his servants, etc., to go ahead and tell Esau, yeah, Jacob, he's way back there, you know, and there's a lot of people in front of him that he's basically pushing out for And he and his family is way up behind because he's afraid and he's trying to figure things out. And you see the unbelief because God made him a promise and he doesn't believe that God's promise is bigger than his brother Esau. He thinks Esau actually has authority and power to destroy God's promises. To, to kill his children and nullify God's promise, right? And and all this in the midst of all this unbelief, you know, he wrestles with God. He 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 does a good thing in that he he goes alone and prays. Basically, he goes separates himself and he gets with the Lord, and he, as the Scripture says, wrestles with God. And as he's wrestling, he says. I need you to bless me. I will not let you go until you bless me. And then his hip is dislocated. God allows his hip to be dislocated. And you know, many people have wondered why that is. And, you know, I have, I believe that you see the hip is where you, you know, when you, what do you carry on your hip? Let me say it like that. What is it that is about our hip that is, something that we carry on our hip that is that is important to us that is a something we cherish well it's our children it's natural to, for us to pick up our children and put them on our hip and carry them around and you know the scriptures even says Isaiah 60 verse 4 lift up your eyes all around and see they all gather together they come to you your son shall come from afar your daughter shall be carried on the hip right we we all know this we've always done this and this is symbolic. God is saying to Jacob by this dislocation of his hip, you you think you are supposed you can at least carry your children. You can protect them. You think you're the one who's going to figure this out and sort this out. You're going to try and and persuade Esau by maybe your gifts or your nice words or whatever. God is saying, no, it's not by your own abilities that you will carry and protect your children, because even though you do all you can, it is up to me. And that's exactly what ends up happening. Jacob goes to Esau. He goes with a dislocated hip, unable to carry his children, symbolically speaking. And what happens? Esau comes and gives him a great hug. Esau's heart has been changed by God, something that Jacob would have never been able to do on his own. And Jacob realizes that this burden that he has been carrying, that has been now even caused his hip to be dislocated, you know, it, it talks to physical infirmities. Um, when we carry great burdens that we're not supposed to carry, causes physical infirmity. It can cause issues in our life. It's just not good. And and he wouldn't have had if, if he was just going to trust God from the beginning, that didn't need to happen to him. But God had to show him 
And it was in the end a blessing for him because he was able to see how God was going to fulfill his promises, even though there were all these challenges in front of him. And it was a blessing because today we are sitting and talking about God because God did fulfill the promise to Jacob, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and so forth. And we have Yeshua today. Um, so, brothers and sisters, my point is simply this. Don't carry these burdens alone. Don't even try. If you do, you're going to have to learn things the hard way. You're going to have to see the hard way that things are going to go wrong because you're not able to do it. Your children, you can't handle them. Your job, you can't handle that. <laughs> your um, what it is, whatever it is in your life, you, you can't handle it. I can't handle it. Man, it's life is, is is hard. But God is able, he's good, he's powerful, he has authority over all things and everything and everyone. No one can do anything. Yeshua st stood before Pilate when Pilate told him, Why don't you speak? Because I have authority to make you live or die today. Yeshua told him, You don't have any authority except that which has been given to you from above. Think about that. Yeshua had such confidence in the Father's authority that he believed that nothing could happen to him or nothing um, uh, could happen around him except for that which God allowed. And, and it's this trust that they had in the Lord that Yeshua had in God that, that, uh, that carried him and allowed him to be everything he was to others, to carry their burdens to bring freedom to others as well, because I want you to be free. But I also want you to be a minister of freedom to others as well. And so, brothers and sisters, I hope that this little short message about this week's Torah portion blesses you. I'm going to just pray for you about this. Lord, I just pray, Father, that you would just come. Lord, we just come to you with our burdens. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come to everyone who's listening to this, who are, who are carrying their great burdens right now. Lord, I pray right now you would lift every burden, every burden from our shoulders in the name of Yeshua, every burden I speak to that. And I thank you, Lord, that you say freedom I give. And Lord, I thank you that you take care of everything that we feel like we don't have control of anymore. I thank you, Lord, that you provide I think you open doors and you close doors. We decide to trust you, even though it doesn't make sense always what's happening around us. God, I thank you, Lord, for everyone who's hurting right now because of things that have gone wrong in their lives, because of their burdens, because of I pray you would give them your comforter, your Holy Spirit, your peace, your freedom. We pray this in the name of Yeshua. Brothers and sisters, as we enter the Shabbat, I want you to rest in Yeshua, because that's what Shabbat, that's what the Sabbath day, the seventh day of rest is for. To come to him and say, Lord, I rest in your salvation and what you have done for me. And, and that the fact that this life is temporary and every burden, everything is going on is temporary. And I'm looking forward. I'm looking to a place where you're taking us. That is a place of salvation and freedom. So. Enter that rest this Shabbat.
I want to just say a special thank you to our partners who have made this video and every other video this month possible. We have been moving this month and so things have been pretty hectic but I'm so excited to soon be getting everything ready to go so we can start pushing out more so I can be more with you guys again. Uh, more teachings and Christina is going to be joining soon as well. So thank you all for your support. We really appreciate it. Many blessings. Shalom.